Hi guys, welcome to the live stream. We have Luke with us. We have Yadarenko with us. We have a new guest with us. Gary, how are you, man? Hi, you're right. All good, thank you. Yeah, we're good. Um, I think we are good. I'm good. Um, so this is the first time on the channel, but we know you for a long time already. Um, we're very happy to have you actually on the channel. And I'm going to just right away ask you the question that we always ask to everyone that's been on the channel first time. I think Luke can already uh, nod his head because he had to go through the same question. <coughs> Sorry. Um, how did you become an Ajax fan? Because honestly, let me be very honest now. These viewers are now thinking like, you guys are getting like people from the UK are Ajax fans and wearing Ajax shirts. I don't buy it, man. I don't buy it. So what's your story? Make us believe. Uh, what? Well, oh. <laughs> For me, to be honest with you, the actual beginning was always the Netherlands as a country. The obsession started with the 88 Euros with Van Basten and that team. And then mainly with Overmars and Burkamp coming to this country. And then when in 98, when I was 18, I went to Amsterdam for the Queen's weekend. And that's when the obsession with the town and then going to watch Ajax play. Um, that's where it restarted. So it's been a long time. And I, uh, yeah, I go a lot, two or three times a year to watch them play. And it's just a, an obsession that I think the club just gets you, gets under your skin, right? And um, But yeah, to, to tell you, it's mainly from the country to start with the Netherlands. And then coming over and then sort of understanding your way, the way you enjoy your football and the, the obsession that you guys have with that club, it just got into my blood and that's where it all started, really. When would you say the 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 love for Ajax really grew on you? I would say, when? yeah, I'd, I'd say around late 90s, so 98 to 99. That's when I was going back every year and, and tickets were easy in them days as well. Um, it's not as difficult as it is now and to get a season ticket, it's very tough. But yeah, mainly late 90s. It was Everyone thinks it's a 95 or the Champions League, but for me it wasn't. It was mainly when Burkamp and Overmars came to Arsenal. And when I was old enough to go to the town myself, so it's grown really from there and then trying to go at least two or three times a year to watch a game. Yeah. So you've seen quite a bit of Ajax already. Yeah. Yeah. Loads. Lots of, good. Uh, yeah. Good. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> very good. Very good. Luke, how are you, man? All yeah, well? yeah. 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 All good. All good. Everybody. You're back. How are you? You're back. No regrets. No regrets. No, no, I didn't get scared off. Yeah. I didn't get scared off. All right. Good. Um, so listen, guys, um, there's not much going on, to be honest, uh, in terms of transfers. We're still waiting for the Timber deal to be uh, finalized officially. Uh, we're hearing bits and pieces here and there, but it's mostly rumors. So we're going to keep it a bit more general today. We're going to talk about the transfer window. Um, and also, I want the viewers also to throw in their questions or their comments so we can have a general discussion with everyone. But I was thinking, right? Um, and I want to give you this question to all of you. I will start with uh, Yadrenko because Yadrenko is very critical. Everybody knows this. And I would like to know from Yadrenko, what would make you happy this transfer window, Yadrenko? What would be a good transfer window for you from where we are right now? Uh, but you better can start with the other two because my answer is uh, like this. Long? No, yeah. let's, start. let's start with you. Let's start with you. It's okay. It's very long. It's okay. It's okay. Go ahead. Um, now, um, uh, uh, I, I will elaborate uh, later. Um, um, I guess I'm satisfied when I get the feeling that uh, uh, we make steps uh, towards uh, a better future, basically. 
and I can elaborate that very long, which which I'll do later. But um, uh, for now, that's it. I I, I only want to get uh, some sense of direction, basically. Okay. okay, you do have to elaborate though. But okay, let yeah, me that's fine. That's fine. But All let right. let them go go first. I will do that. Luke, how about you? What would be a good transfer window for you? Uh, do you know what? I have to agree. Really, really uh generalize it that step steps for the future you know uh for the far past few years you've seen you know frankie leave the team for example and then taylor came in uh straight away and was and, and was making steps to become becoming a better player because the reality is that ix players come through players develop and that's when you know that the machine is running tick and the clock's ticking and things like that when players come in they make us a better and then they move on and then you get another one in like hato right now um but obviously, we've not seen that really the, the past two seasons, really. So when young players are coming in and trying to control it, or maybe the past year, do you know what I mean? Then, uh, then, then you know, it's a good transfer window. But also, I can elevate you now in a sense. Yeah. So, so okay. So both of you are saying. I will ask the question in a bit. I will go with Gary first, and then I will go a little bit more deeper in what you guys are saying because it raises a lot of questions for me, probably also for the viewers. Uh, Gary, what about you? Do you agree with them, or for you, there has to be more than that? Yeah, I mean, I'm in, on the fence because we've been obliterated in the last couple of years with the sales um, and with Ten Hag going to Manu and all the Overmars and Van der Sar. We haven't recovered well. Uh, we haven't recruited well in terms of the players last summer that I, I feel we haven't anyway. They haven't settled down. And um, for me, we are where we are. And that happens to us, but this last couple of years feels like a lot more. We had a lot of decent players go. Normally, it's a couple, couple. This time, we've had the whole squad pretty much taken away from us in the last two seasons. And with the the manager last year and now a new guy, I just don't know where we're going as a club. That's where I'm at at the moment. So I think we've got some good players, but the direction, the philosophy that we all buy into at the moment feels clouded for me. Is that is that Yadrenko, Is that also what you meant by direction in the sense that it's not even about the players that we get in, but more also about how do we want to play, what do we want to accomplish in terms of our playing style, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Because it's easy to say, yeah, this player is good, but maybe he won't function or he won't be suitable for our play style. Is that what you're referring to, or something else? No, exactly. Um, uh, for me. Uh, and, and, and this is misconstrued uh, uh, quite often, uh, it's, it's about making solid good choices. And uh, with a good choice, I don't mean a, a getting a player that uh, performs in the first team, because you never know. It's always a part of a gamble. Um, but what you do want to see is some kind of logic why they got that player, uh, uh, because you need uh, a strength in the team or you need experience or you need creativity. Um, if that is the case, then it mostly is a, a good choice. And then you have to see how it works out and try to manage it. Uh, but as, as long as they're making good choices, um, you get a sense of direction, uh, which, which has been cluttering uh, for quite a while now. Uh, it's not only your last year. The year before and the year before that, it it already started cluttering, thankfully, to Overmars and uh, Ten Hag. 
because they were opting in too much in buying players instead of using youth. One of the reasons why Jonk left. And if you actually look at Volendam right now, it's almost all Cryvians, which is really strange uh, as one, an Ajax supporter. And especially uh, if we saw what happened with Ajax after the Cryv revolution, because everybody uh, uh, said, oh, uh, we're, we're back in Europe uh, in uh, uh, 2019. Uh, but actually, there was a long road up to that. Actually, Cruyff stated it will take seven to ten years to come back at Europe. And uh, in 2017, they played a final against Manchester United uh, in the Europa League. So, so they were getting there. They, they were, were getting in the direction where they started off in. Um, and, and, and for me, that's that has been cluttering ever since the success more and more. Uh, not everything uh, 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 was cluttering, uh, but there was no, um, there was no natural uh, Ajax response. The, the normal Ajax response that I am used to is help. There's someone uh, 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 not performing, uh, uh, injured or whatever, bring youth try youth that's almost all gone uh in my recently. you mean recently uh, yeah gone. look at look look at hato hato only came in only came in because bessie and Bindal weren't performing at all for longer periods uh, uh for a longer period of time only yeah, then but, hato yeah, got a chance yeah i i agree with you Yadrenko, but at the same time there is a flip side to the coin right Hato also progressed very much that same season. So if he doesn't progress that much, he doesn't get the chance. So it's it's both sides. It's not only that Wendell and Bessie were not performing, but Hato grew pretty much, and that's why he got a chance and he took it. And at the start of the season, and at the start of the season, just I'm not I agree with mostly what you're saying, but we have to be careful because a 16-year-old, you don't know at the start of a season if he's going to be a starter at the first team. You know, this, these are these are not normal circumstances, right? No, but I'm not. But I'm not saying that you have to build your team around a 16-year-old. I'm saying when you have uh, a trouble in any department, try a youth player. That's that's why uh, you have an academy, and that's why Ajax has been so successful in the past with really young teams. Okay, so if I, if I translate, yeah, if I translate you correctly, right? Let's say, because we know now that last year, so it's a process. Last year, we lost a lot of players, exactly what Gary was talking about. Yeah. We know this summer, three important players will leave as well. So Timber is already done. Edson, matter of time. Kudus could happen still before the end. Um, the, does it mean that for you, it doesn't need to be like we have to sign somebody from abroad, but maybe look at what we have. And if you just promote one or two youth players for me, and who would that be? That's another discussion. But I'll be fine with it. At least we're giving also youth a bit of a chance on certain positions. Is that what you're saying? I, 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 it doesn't really matter what the transfers are to me. Um, I think you need to uh, uh, begin again, start over. Uh, just what Barcelona a few years uh, ago 
had to do and didn't because they kept investing and kept uh, edging that financial line. Uh, and look where they are now. They they have trouble to sign any player because they can, cannot uh, uh, guarantee that that the even can play that he's even accepted by uh, by the Spanish uh, uh, league. Yeah, there's a financial and, thing to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. That's that's really really stupid in my uh, in my uh, uh, way of thinking. I think you need to come clear and make a choice. Just make a choice and uh, accept the consequences of that choice, no matter what it is. Okay, to, to, um, to some some degree, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah, Luke, I'm going to go to you, right? You were nodding a couple of times to what Yadrenko was saying. Um, it's very early still to tell. We, we have a new director of football, of course. We have a new coach. Um, and he has to clean up a lot. I mean, this has been one of the worst seasons we've witnessed. And he has to clean up a lot. But he had two signings so far. We don't know much about those two signings, let's be honest. But from those two signings, are you seeing a little bit of a direction? Are you seeing like what maybe Mistletoe is trying to do already? Or is this too early to tell for you? Uh, for me, I think it's just a little bit too early to tell. Um, the play, the two players that come in, one's obviously um, a midfielder, creative midfielder, a little bit experienced in van der Boomen. And then you have um, Tahirovic, who's I've a lot of us haven't really seen or loads of because he's still very young. But listen, I agree with Yadarenko. Barcelona absolutely ruined themselves when they stopped bringing youth players in, spent so much money on the likes of Griezmann and Coutinho. And the whole, you know, what's the point of having one of the best academies in the world if you don't use the academies? Do you know what I mean? Um, obviously, one of the, the you know, players that just gone on loan, uh, Unova, he moans about not getting a chance. You know, and 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 this is what Ajax normally do in, in their history is bring these players through, give them opportunities at least. And if it doesn't work out, then it doesn't work out. Um, like for example, Hato coming in, absolutely agree with you, Juan. You know, he progressed and he took his opportunity because he was rapidly progressing. But then the other players didn't, like Yuri Bass, who played a few games, you know, played left back, maybe that's not his best best position, you know. Um, and it didn't help that Heidsinger was playing Tadic as a striker for for the first part until, you know, that he was in charge and probably then obviously played a little bit at the end. But this is the thing about, you know, giving youth opportunities. I agree with Yadirenko is that, you know, Ajax give opportunities to, to players and they can't lose sight of the identity. Um, for me, it's too early to tell. I think he can also, you know, Sven can also look at the squad with the manager and think, OK, instead of buying here, let's bring a youth player in. Let's see how they do here in pre-season maybe and then see where the end of the window goes but um you know it, i think it's too early to tell really. what's your view on this discussion gary because i have also a question for you but i will give you a moment to react as well yeah i'm, I'm with the boys you know it's it's a tough one because um we've got it's all fresh new manager and we've got sven there as well who is getting criticized heavily for arsenal but it wasn't just him you know um he was forced into a lot of those moves and it's rushed so i think we've got some good players i think the confidence is we haven't played well for a long time and for, for me it's confidence and if this manager gets a couple of good wins early we could start well and we can get those two new players they're quite young as well you know maybe we're trying to go down that road and get youth in the middle um because we know we're going to lose some experience but for me it's just about yeah tapping into the academy we got lucky with hato doing so well so quickly but we can't put all that responsibility on his shoulders so so soon and also the the, the first teamers the the veterans as such they, they haven't performed and they've been quite embarrassing in some of their performances as well but then we blame the manager but the players have got to take some responsibility as well 
Yeah, absolutely. Look, the question I had, right? Because we're talking on one side, we're talking about what we want on the pitch. We want, you know, like a direction. We want players. We want quality, etc. There's another element to this whole discussion that we didn't really bring up previously, but the Dutch media is bringing this up. Uh, I don't know how much of a truth this has, but maybe a little. So let me just bring it to the discussion as well, and I would like to hear what you have to say about it, which has to do with the financial situation as well. We're playing, hopefully, Europa League. We have uh, players that have pretty decent salary, expensive players, if you would say so. Um, and first, we have to sell now. We have come to a point that we have to sell players before we can sign players. And not only that, but according to the sources, same sources, uh, they're also saying that the, our um, director of finance um, basically told Sven, the money that comes in, we cannot reinvest it 100%. So only a piece of that we can invest. Does this also, if this is in fact true, right? Does this also mean for us that we have to, you know, step back and look more for, you know, how Sven is talking lately about, you know, players that are overperforming, uh, maybe undervalued, um, bringing youth in and these kind of things? Or are you guys more of the opinion, that, yeah, this can only bring you so far if you want to compete next season domestically and also in the Europa League, that won't fly. We cannot only rely on these, you know, finding gems and stuff. We need experience as well. Because Timber, Edson, and to a lesser extent Kudus are experienced players. They have been playing at Ajax for, for several years. What do you guys think of this, Gary? Yeah, I mean, Kudus and Timber's massive for me. I'm not a great lover of Alvarez. I've said that privately to you guys many times. But I like him, but I, I'm not too fast if he goes. But Kudus is a loss for me and Timber's massive. Um, but I feel we are being squeezed financially. And I think a lot of these players, I mean, I think Timber's gone. We'll talk about it later, but I think he's gone a bit too cheap as well. Um, it's my, my opinion. But also look at the manager. Did we go for Stein because he was affordable and not that expensive compared to the names we were being linked with? I don't know what's been announced with his, his salary, but no one was happy with Stein. I'm willing to give him a chance, but he can't be on that much money, right? Compared to others that you can get from Europe. That could I, would be the call idea. It, I would call it underwhelming, a little bit underwhelming. Yeah. Most of the um, fans, it was underwhelming to hear his name, firstly. Yeah. But what I think Sven's trying to do, I think he's trying to copy a lot of the teams around Europe at the moment, trying to get the youth in. And that's why we've got the two new signings that are quite unknown to us, but also quite cheap as well. And I think he's going to try and build around the players that want to stay and try and get the confidence back and then get the players, like give um, Conte Sound more time, you know, and get Hato in the back, a bit more experience. But that's what I think we're doing. I think we're going to have a year of just trying to rebuild again and see where we are. That's how I feel about it anyway. And you would accept that, Gary? You would be fine with that? Um, we have, For me, the, the minimum is to win the, the league. Um, I think the team, if we can get the confidence right and these players can start well, I think we can compete again and win the league and, and take over Feyenoord again. But the Europa League, if we get get through to the latter stages, we might struggle because of the experience if we lose those players. But I'm not saying I'm fine with it, but the season we've had and the players and manager we've lost and the highs we've had from 17 to 19, I think I've got to accept it, right? Yeah, understood. Um, Yadurenko, you were saying... Okay, so direction is important, and we covered all this already, what would be a good transfer window. I think you guys pretty much answered the question. So apart from that, let's go a bit deeper to the squad. What are the critical, what are the critical positions for you that really need improvement compared to last season? 
I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll uh, give you some names. Um, what I would, what, what I would like to do is uh, go on every position uh, quickly. Uh, first, say all the players that I would keep for the next season. Uh, then uh, the players uh, I would let go or uh, try to let go, or if there's a, a, a good enough offer. And then uh, uh, some uh, names that I would uh, send the scouts uh, to look at, the, at those players to, to, to really get a sense if they would fit. Um, but I think that gets, gives a, a kind of direction. Um, so in the goal, you have uh, Ruli, Setford, De Graaf, Pasveer and Gorter. Gorter uh, as, as, as a bunch of uh, uh, first selection players. Uh, on the right right hand side, I, I've got nobody. Uh, on the uh, center back, uh, I currently have Hato and Kaplan. On the left back, I have uh, Saladin. On uh, center central defender midfielder, I've got uh, Vos and Tahidovic. On the central midfielder, I've got Kudus van der Bomen, Taylor, Misoui and Berghuis. Uh, on the right wing, I've got Kansasau. On the center, I've not really got something. Maybe you could try uh, Rasmussen and uh, Boerhout, but I would definitely uh, go for uh, some kind of uh, uh, good striker. I'm sorry, uh, I'm sorry. Did you? I'm sorry. Just quickly, did you mention Klaassen or did you leave him out? I'm I'm, I'm getting there. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, on the on the left wing, uh, I've got uh, Gods, Tadic. Kaloko and uh, Van Axeldonge. Then I've got a list of players that uh, I would let go. Uh, uh, starting with right back is Rensch and uh, Sanchez. I, I would like uh, either let Rensch go or position him in the center back. He originally was a center back and he broke through as a center back. And he always impressed me more as a center back as he did ever on the right back. Um, uh, for the center uh, backs, I would leave, uh, I would let uh, Bessie, Piri, and uh, uh, go. And I, I wouldn't go for St. Justin. Just, uh, yeah, we'll touch upon that later. Yeah, sorry about mowing, uh, mowing the grass away. Uh, no, for, for the left back, I, I would let go Wijndal. Uh, for the center defender uh, midfielder, I would let uh, Alvarez go. Uh, for the center uh, midfielder, I would let uh, Fitch Jim and Klaassen go. For the right wing, I would let Darami and Bergwijn go. And for the center front, I would let uh, Bobby go. Uh, and then I've got a, a range of players which are, uh, are either interesting to buy for this season or for the future, to build for the future, because some players uh, are really young. And some players are not even maybe eligible to play in Europe yet. Um, I'm not going to specify everything. Uh, uh, but for the right back position, I've got names like uh, uh, Kevin Alvarez, uh, Gonzalo Estevez, uh, Agustin Diay, uh, who, 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 who is linked to Feyenoord, I believe. Uh, Noah Shadiki uh, from uh, uh, Anderlecht. Um, for the centre-back, I've got uh, uh, players like Alejandro Frances, uh, Luka Vuskovic, which will be almost impossible, I think. Um, uh, then you have uh, Eduardo Alvarez and you have Victor Guzman. Uh, and I would definitely go for someone like Yasin Özgan. Uh, 
Um, and then you have got uh, a free player, Josh uh, uh, Maya. Uh, I, I don't know if, if that's if that's something. Uh, but yeah, but uh, hold on. Yeah, yeah. Yudarenko, wait just a minute, just quickly. Yeah. So for the for the positions that you want to fill in with new players, let's call them new players, right? Yep. So apart from the players that you're mentioning from outside, which player from Young or the academy would you give a chance this season to fill in certain spots? If we go with your list of players that have to go. Um, uh, for the centre-back, not really. You you could uh, give Artsen some time and some chance. But in my opinion, he's he's not there yet. Uh, and and uh, I think Hato will be amazing coming season, but you cannot build... Uh, a team around Hato in the centre back, so you really need a strong centre back. Um, and the, the the ones I've uh, mentioned are not that strong yet, but they uh, more have a layer uh, of uh, future in them. Uh, and some of them maybe are uh, a bit stronger. Um, so if I can continue uh, with the left yeah. back, yeah. Um, uh, I've I've. I've got uh, Valentin Bargo as an interesting option uh, who got, I believe, uh, a 10 million uh, euro clause. Uh, Juan Lopez, uh, who is just signed last year from on Southampton, uh, but they relegated. Um, so there might be a chance uh, because they need uh, to uh, uh, lose some, uh, some equity, basically. Um, uh, for the center defender midfielder, I don't really have one. Yeah, I've got Ajub Aydin maybe, but he's at Bayern. So it will all depend if uh, if he will uh, break through or not. Um, center midfielders, I got uh, Gino Infantino. I've got Miguel Monsalva. And I've, of course, got uh, uh, Kendri Paes. Um, uh, right wing Julian Fernandez uh, and Gianluca Presciani, which is really tough, I think. Um, and for the center front, I've got a list like uh, uh, Cesar Mino, uh, Marcos Leonardo, um, uh, Chris, Chris Harden. Yeah, can I ask you a question, right? All those players that you're mentioning, yep. let's maybe go with, with the list of names, you know, whether it's the first option or second option. Considering we're selling only three players, theoretically, only, uh, you know, Timber, Edson, and Kudus. Yeah. I already said that we cannot spend one-on-one -on -one what we sold. Would that be manageable? Would that be possible? Yeah, most of these are uh, uh, quite young talents uh, and are focused towards the future or to this season. Uh, and uh, I think those could be smart buys uh, you always have to uh, uh, yeah do, do it to find out if it's really smart uh, but it, it are not for, for instance uh, Luka Fuskovic I, I, I think that that will be no-go because that will be steep uh, that will be 40 50 million uh, euros I guess uh, because uh, Real Madrid all, all those big clubs are on that guy uh, uh, currently um, uh, same goes for Kendri Paish. Uh, but the other ones, yeah, 
if 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 you're early on, if you have a good story, uh, if you have a good offer, you, you might get them. Okay, uh, Marcos Leonardo, probably not. Uh, he's the same story as the other guys, and he has uh, even higher claws, I believe. Uh, but but still, those are the players I would look at, uh, right. and, and the kind of players uh, I would look at. Uh, All right, clear. And, clear. Go ahead. Go ahead. And and for one, I I, I forgot my one name, and that's uh, Moises uh, Panagua. Uh, he's 16 years old, and he's Bolivian. Uh, he's a super talent, and uh, I, I I would I would like uh, to pull uh, or try for uh, an Endrick uh, uh, kind of uh, trick uh, where uh, I believe Real Madrid bought him two years or one a year and a half in advance. All right. All right. Clear. You, have, you thought about this. You really did your homework on this one. So thank you. Yeah, uh, I, I made a bit of a lift because otherwise it, it's just rambling and throwing out names. And this this way it's a bit, a bit more <coughs> It makes, I hope, a little bit more sense. Yeah. So after this stream, you will type it, you will send it to Ajax so they can have a look at it. No, 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 no. I, I will post it in the comments and Ajax can do whatever they want uh, with it. <laughs> All right. Um, listen, before I go to you, Luke, just a moment. I want to go to the chats because we received quite quite some chats. Um, so I will pick up a few of them. Uh, first of all, nickname is very impressed with Gederinko. Uh, you cleared a lot of the FM wage bill there. Um, so that's good. Um, also, Nolson uh, Comp is very impressed. You want to sell the whole squad? I agree with that. <laughs> so he's also agreeing. Big cleanup. Big cleanup. I said it. <laughs> um, Steve, Steve is like Broby, probably one of the biggest Ajax talents right now. So Really? Um, yeah. I mean, people have really? opinions, right? Um, let me see. What else do we have? We have Sigi uh, is saying Fos uh, <clears throat> and Misui. And Hots, those will be the only one getting minutes. Hato, I already see as a first team player. So that's uh, that's a good I point. Mentioned them. I'm sorry. I mentioned those. Yeah, you did. You did. I'm just reiterating what they're saying. Uh, Keith is saying, um, give Broby more time. I was disappointed when we sold uh, Hash. Some youngsters need more time than regular uh, IX youth. So, yeah, that's uh, that's one way of looking at. It. Uh, of, of uh, Broby as well. Um, let me just go up a little bit because I think I missed something. Um, so somebody, the Vagabond is saying right back Hoyer. What do you think of that, uh, Yadirinko? Yeah, it could, could be an option. You could, could definitely uh, try him uh, within uh, uh, the preparation towards the season. And for me, it's it's simple. You take a lot of youth players that you think, okay, it could be. Take them with them. Let them experience the uh, the prep for the season. And if they stand out, just let them just let them flow in and and try against the smaller teams uh, if uh, if that's applicable. Um, and th and that's how you uh, make them earn their spot or not. Yeah, absolutely. Um... Look, uh, I have two random questions from viewers, but let's go over them and then we'll come back to the subject that we're talking about. Uh, I will give one to you, Luke, and the other one to you, Gary. Let me start with Luke. Um, the question is, uh, good evening, lads. What's going on with Edson? I hear rumors of Borussia Dortmund going back and forth. Do you still expect him to leave this summer? What do you think, Luke? Uh, yeah, I fully expect him to leave. You don't... Um... 
make this like uh, fuss about not not going to Chelsea and then thinking you're going to leave the whole time to Dortmund when I imagine that Sven's already got a plan in place for when he leaves. And obviously we need to sell to then reinvest the money in certain areas of the squad. So <clears throat> I think it's a matter of time before he goes. I think if anything, he might go a bit cheaper because obviously no one wants to pay 45 million. Well, Dortmund didn't, sorry. So even though I've, I've seen things about West Ham, or people are putting his name in West Ham um, with the Declan Rice money. Uh, they can afford it, but because they've got the money, I feel like Sven will be will play hardball and and and, and want more. But I don't know if they if they'll want to pay it. But I fully expect them to leave still because you know you plan to have him out of your squad. You need to go with it and and, and move on. You know. All right, clear. Thanks, uh, thanks, Luke. Um, <clears throat> Gary. Um... <clears throat> What do you guys think of the footage from Stan as a head coach so far from the first trainings uh, footages we saw? Yeah. Maduro seems to be playing uh, a big role during the outfield training. What's your... Yeah, he's, he's, I watched it the other night. He's all over the place, isn't he? But that's yeah. what we want. You know, a bit of fun on the get the guys going again. Because I just, I just found there's been no fun when I've watched a lot of the training videos and they just don't seem to be up for it. And listen, you guys will know more about Stein from his time... I know him from Sparta before the years before. I'm, I'm willing to give him a go, but um, he speaks well for me when he's interviewed. I like the the, the staff around him; they're likable. Um, but for me, I'm I'm on the fence still about what's going to happen because we've got such a team that needs to be so much love needs to go back into this team again to get them to believe in winning again first and foremost. That. That's for me the key to this. I like the coaches. I think they're going to do well, but it's going to be about the start. And you know, we're like when we're, we're quite impatient, right? So um, a few bad results, it could go south very, very quickly. But from what I'm seeing so far, it looks like they're having a laugh. There's some good pictures on the website, and I'm liking the videos. Um, so I'm a little bit excited. I think it's preseason. We all are. We're looking. We're seeing the guys out again, but it's going to be a case of the next what, five, six weeks, massive, and really that first couple of games. Yep, absolutely. We can do. Hopefully also we can see some glimpses, you know, because we're playing them both, I think, the first uh, friendly yeah. uh, this weekend. So the friendlies are coming as well. So we will see a little bit, like, if we see some differences compared to last season, like what they're trying to instill, although it's yeah. difficult because you never know. And uh, the players might be tired, you know, in the preseason, uh, preseason they're doing much more fitness. Yeah, early days. But we'll see. It's 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 exciting. It's always exciting to be in the summer and seeing the preseason yeah. and hopefully hoping for a better season as well. Um, I got a question as well, just quickly. Um, so um, one question for you. If you could buy one realistic center back, who would you go for? Ooh, this is difficult, man. Uh, honestly, uh, when I was doing the, um, the interviews for um, for Mislintat and I was doing research on, uh, on the Stuttgart fan, I noticed that Mavropanos was always going with wherever Mislintat was going because he was at Arsenal and then they bought him again at uh, Stuttgart. And I've seen him a little bit at Arsenal and, and he was pretty okay. He was pretty decent. I don't know if this is a realistic price we can, we can pay for him. It's difficult, but I think he would be a nice um, couple with Hato because he, he has aerial ability, pretty decent on the ball, strong physically. So I think maybe I'll look into him, to be honest. Although, look, I'm not a scout, so I haven't looked at all the options. But he has been around for a couple of years. I think we need to look at that. If we buy another, like Yadarenko said, if we buy another young player, 
Then you have two very young center backs. It could work. No, yeah. It's a risk. I, I agree. You have to you have to have a strong uh, uh, center back as well because yeah. you cannot have all youngsters and all talents. No. Uh, even if 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 there are uh, uh, really great talents, maybe the best talents in the world, you, you cannot put those uh, in the center in the heart of your defense uh, at once. Uh, so Roy yeah, Roy saying he would go for uh, Martin Vitic, or if you want to splash. Um, Sotalo. So, yeah, splashing is not an option according to the Dutch media, so uh, we'll skip that last one. Uh, thank you for uh, all your comments, guys. Keep keep bringing them up. Um, guys, I wanted to ask another question to you, right? Because it's very easy to look back at the season, and like Gary said, the players should take responsibility as well. Um, but if we go into next season, for which player, if you can name one player, you expect to really bounce back, you know, from last season? in terms of form, uh, individual performance, etc., Who do you expect to really come stronger this season and why? Gary, what do you think? So I've been thinking about it all day. and It's, it's a really difficult one for me because, um, yeah. you know, there wasn't a standout player last year. There's a couple of performances that I really liked. But in terms of um, who I'd like to do well, I, I really did like Wando at RZ. I know it's, it's a, a contentious one with him, but I thought he'd done really well with them. I'd like to see him do well and, and wrench as well. Because I think wrench particularly for me, if he doesn't do it this year, then he's got to go, my opinion. You can't keep having those chances. Um, but for me, Brobby, for me, I saw glimpses the last three or four games. I was over there for the Utrecht game. He played really well, hold up play. This is finishing. If he can get that right this summer, we could have a player. So for me, that's who I'm. I'm looking forward to seeing this year. Okay. Okay. Um, Luke, what about you? Yeah, like uh, same as Gary. I've been thinking about this, and I was I was torn. I was going to go with Taylor originally because I feel like he kind of looked worse because he had to be a bit deeper. Um, you know, they were trying to build up kind of back too many players deeper. But when he was uh, when he was playing well the season before, and even at the start of the season, he was always the edge of the box, two footed. But I have to be a Gary. Bobby's my number one choice uh, to bounce back from the end of the season. The hold-up play is so key. Most of the really nice football you see is when it goes to him in the box, he's, he's pushing the defensive line so deep because he's, they're on his back and then he just lays it off to someone like Bergwijn who's coming inside. That's where most of Bergwijn's shots come from, even though he doesn't score half of them. But, you know, uh, most of the shots to target and most of the good attacks come from probably holding the ball in the box. Um, you know, and like Gary said, if he gets the finishing right, then then absolutely he's going to he's gonna go flying. But I feel like with Brobby, what it was was consistent game time because Heidinger decided to play Tadic up front most of the time. It You know, inconsistent game time, you're not going to be able to find your feet. You're not going to be able to get fitness. And when he was playing consistently, you saw the best of Brobby well, so far at the end of the season, especially in that cup final. The, the, yeah, OK, he didn't score, but it, the movement and, and the chances he was able to have was was really, really good. Just the finishing lets him down. So if he can really work on that, and I'm sure he will, um, then then I think he'll bounce back. So basically, um, you guys have a couple of names, but you guys will go for Brobby, both of you. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was going to be one Del for me because I really like him. I liked him a lot. I wanted him for ages. You know, I'm sure we all did, right? Yeah, yeah. And we, got, we, and we got him cheap as well, in my opinion. But I think. Do you think we got Brobby for cheap? No, um, Wandel. Oh, Wandel. I'm Euro, sorry. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I really liked. I wanted him for a couple of seasons. I really okay. did, and I was nervous about Tagliafico going as well. So I really wanted him, um, but 
I just don't think um, that Schroeder liked him from day one. That's my opinion of Wando, and that's why he struggled. But the thing in is, terms you know, of his attitude, not as in how he's playing. But yeah, he but the thing, is, the thing is, for me, a red flag. Look, one coach can say something about a player. If two coaches say something about the player, which is similar, that's a red flag for me. Because it wasn't only Schroeder, also um, Hedinka raised yeah. a little bit his attitude or his focus in training, you know, his intensity yeah, yeah. level. He made a um, comment about being the best player in the world, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, he did pick it up towards the end. And he did play a little bit more. And we saw a little bit glimpses of the old Wangdal. But he needs to step up, you know. I think Yadarenko already mentioned it also. Yadarenko expects Saladin to maybe uh, take over on the left-back position. So who knows? Yeah, um, yeah we'll see. Yadarenko, what about you? Uh, same question to you. Who would you expect to bounce back strong next season? None. No one? No. Okay, what about... The only thing, the only thing I, can, uh, I can say about a strong coming season is Hatao. But that's not bouncing, bouncing back, is it? What about... What about... It's a bit of... Okay, it's a bit of a cheap shot, but what about Kaplan? Bouncing back from what? From his injury? But he hasn't shown anything. He he he, he never uh, uh, disappointed us. So what's bouncing back? He he's just not not fit, and uh, he was unhappy in that. Uh, uh, and I think he could be a really 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 good addition. Uh, but it's not bouncing back to me. Okay. A bouncing back would be Tadic, would be Brobby, would be Bergwijn, would be Weindal. I don't think none of them will bounce back from the season they have. Let me let me go a little bit because we're we're basically going over the names very quickly. But I really want to touch upon Bergwijn for a minute because it's our most expensive player. And apart from his price tag, guys, this guy has quality. I mean, for me personally, I'm still to this day I'm very shocked at what he showed us last season because, in my opinion, he should be much better than what he's showing. It's like he's underperforming. I cannot believe this is his normal level. So what but, happened to him? How come he cannot show us what he's been doing years before or what everybody thinks he's capable of doing? He's just not that good, I don't think. I think he's just not that good. I just don't think he's that I good. I totally agree. <laughs> the, you, you, you see, you see um, the start of the season, you know, everyone was like, oh, he scored five goals, five games, or, or whatever he did. And at the time, it was really good. But the more you watch of him, you know, the way he moves off the ball, he he, he doesn't offer anything in terms of any, any intelligence on the ball. No movement, you know, nothing that, that screams, oh, okay, he'll find spaces to receive the ball. The amount of times he'll get the ball out wide and he could probably play a through ball or square it to somebody in the middle and he'll just shoot. And and, and that's it. And it goes straight to the keeper and, and everyone's like, oh, you know, and he, you know, and his attitude off the ball, he'll just stand there sometimes. I, I've rarely seen him work. He's so he started, much. He's Luke, he started really well in the August. Remember the shield? He started yeah, really yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he kept on coming on that left side and <laughs> shooting to the top corner. Hold on. Uh, uh, you say he started well. I think he scored well, but his gameplay w- wasn't great from the start. No. For me, it, it never was because he's uh, uh, he can run really fast, which can help if you're uh, very strong as well. Yeah. The defense. But th- there's not really much of uh, something special else 
He gets yeah, I, think he's a, I think he's a lazy player. I think he's lazy. He doesn't he doesn't contribute much to the team. But yeah, it's, it's the pace. It's the pace that we need. But, I, but I it, say, it says a lot, doesn't it? Like you know, Brobby hits the post in in, in the Becker final, and the ball bounces back to to, to where Bergvine was. But he's turned around and started celebrating and things. You know what I mean? Surely you know you'd be switched on until that ball's in the back of the net, and then and then you celebrate. It's just a uh, something there for me. It's, it's just not enough football and intelligence. Especially after a season like that, when you can win the prize, when you still have something to make of the season. You, you expect a knife between the teeth, uh, as we as we call it in Dutch, uh, and it's not there, in, not in my me. opinion. Yeah, not like a spark, either. right? Yeah. Just, just, but just, just understanding. You know, he doesn't look like he understands his teammates. He doesn't look like he understands. The only time I ever see him play really good football at times is when the ball goes into Bobby. Bobby holds it in the box, and then it gets laid off, and he comes inside, and okay, he's got a couple of goals from there, and, and you know that's really really good at the time, but. Other than that, I, I, whenever he's on the pitch, I don't feel confident. Well, especially last season, that anything's going to happen. Whenever when he started, um, when he was on the bench a couple of times and he come off the bench, I'm thinking, oh, you know, about, I'm not going to see anything. Yeah. What about what about um, what Heidecha tried at the end of the season to put him more as a ten instead of the, on the left wing? Did no, that change me. your perspective a little bit, or still the same for you? No, because it's just football intelligence in general. Like it's even worse in the middle. You have to find more pockets of space to to be effective in. Yeah. He got on the ball a lot more, and because he can run, you you know he's good a runner, a good powerful runner on the ball. It looked a bit better, but you know he's got less space there than he does on the wing, and he didn't do anything on the wing really. He did, he didn't come inside, hold the what ball. What do you mean he had less space? What do you mean he had less space? He has more space in the middle, right? No, no, no. For me, obviously, you've got more players in the middle is what I meant. So when uh, you're on the wing, there, there's okay. less players to worry about is what I meant. So you can find more space and 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 do better uh, and make something with the ball in the space on the left wing. He didn't even sometimes come inside, wait for the overlap, uh, Vinal or someone, whoever, and play it wide. It was always get the ball, come inside and shoot. And, and after, when you're halfway through the season or almost at the end of the season, you're still seeing that. You're just like... Do you know what I mean? For me, he's just not intelligent enough on the ball, and he just doesn't have the the the, the finesse and the and, and the source as you would, you know, playing with the ball. He didn't look didn't look tidy. Looked very clumsy at times, you know. All right. Uh, so. so Gary, everybody's agreeing with each other. Are you agreeing with them as well? On yeah, I think so. Yeah, listen, it's because he's a lot of money. That's I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to believe that there's something in there. It's a lot of money for us, and he does score a good goal, but yeah, he's not enough. And and also, if you think about when um. <clears throat> Gotts come on against Utrecht. He was so exciting, wasn't he, on the ball? You know, for that he came on that second half and he was unbelievable for that 20 minutes. And for me, Bergwijn just goes missing. But I still think there's something there. But also, what the coaches last year, did they do enough with him? Did the team believe in the coaches? It's not, like I told you earlier, it's about everything, the whole ingredients. I'm not saying he's going to go and be amazing this season. Far from it. However, were they coached good enough? Because Johnny's inexperienced. You know, look at what happened with the first manager. You know, it just it all went completely upside down and the confidence went completely. And now you never know. You never know. But for me, it's, it's the investment we've made. It's so much money just to throw away. I think he's worth keeping and another shot, especially for the first few months of the season till January. Is it, is it, do you guys think it's fair to judge a player only on one season? If you pay uh, 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 31 million uh, and uh, give him a salary of four and a half million a year, yes, you expect okay. a return on it. So, or, or yeah, something. immediately. You know I mean, immediately. Well, you look at you look at. So you, don't, you don't judge him. You don't judge him. Sorry, you look. You don't judge him as a youth player or a, or or like a project. 
he has to be there from day one. So, sorry, yeah. a project? No, that's what I'm saying. You don't want million for a project? No, I'm saying he is not a youth player or a project because we paid so much money for him. So he has to be there from day one. He has that's to deliver. That's why he made the choice. Yeah. yeah, that's why you make the choice to invest <laughs> a lot of money because you want return on investments. And if it doesn't when happen, when you see people, yeah. uh, when you see people that fine, young but... coming back, yeah. But when do you ever see players that young coming back from the Premier League to the Eredivisie as well? Not often. And he should be performing. He should be taking it by the scruff of the neck and being more hungrier. Whatever we say about coaches, yeah, he's just not. He hasn't performed. I think he thinks he's better than the league sometimes, maybe. He's better than the defenders that he's playing against, but he's not showing it. Are you questioning, are you questioning his attitude though? a little bit as well? Say again? Are you questioning his attitude a little bit? Absolutely. Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. yeah I think he's got a lazy attitude. He wants there are it to times, happen yeah. himself. Yeah, he's he's got to work harder. Same. Simple as that. Well, the thing you know, is, you look at players like Koshisel, right? Whenever he's on the pitch, whenever he comes on, he always wants to be eager to do something. He always wants to get on the ball, wants to run at people, excited to play. And and like Gotch come on and 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 Gotch look really, really good and excited to be on the ball. Bergwijn looks like he just sometimes looks like a sport child and he has his sweets taken away from him at times, just walking around, you wow, know? Man. So I ho hopefully, I'm hoping he could bring me wrong because you saw that he can score some good goals, you know, and, and sometimes you get that really good direct winger. But if you look at Koshinsal and you look at Bergvine, where's the balance if they're both on the same team? Because one's really energetic and wants to beat the man and, and play one, two, to get in the box. And Bergvine just wants to play by himself, you know, so uh, it's hard. It's I, difficult, I, isn't it? I totally agree. It's 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 that difference. Uh, um, uh, uh tries every time and keeps trying, keeps trying, keeps going trying. back, going That's back. What, yeah. The least what you can expect uh, from a player uh, if you invest a lot of money into it. Uh, um, that's it. All right. Uh, just going over the comments quickly before we move to the next subject. Um, big up to everyone that's uh, watching the live stream right now and also showing and discussing with us what we're talking about. A lot of comments also on the Bergwijn. Uh, let me go with um, Sahbi. Welcome, Sahbi. Uh, so basically, <laughs> yeah, so we got screwed uh, big time. Uh, I said this already last year. He did. I can, did. I can actually confirm that he said that. Um, you can't pay such I, an amount I for I it. I allowed it. I'm I sorry? I allowed it. Yeah. They went with it. True, true. You can't pay it's such an amount for a player that hasn't played for over one and a half years and not scoring goals clear um also Papimento in the chat Papimento is saying yeah Bergwijn misses versatility in this game that's that's key for a winger interesting point um Steve is saying look um Bergwijn would be great in the counter team two strikers and lots of space to run into also interesting um nickname is saying <clears throat> 30 million investment should show way more hunger he seems spoiled not really worried to lose his place in the team yeah, that, those are, yeah. It's because he knows he's making he uh, good wages, isn't it? This and is it's wages. nothing new, I think. Yeah. I, I think it's nothing new. It's it's what we as a fans can see. Uh, so the people who are involved should see that as well. In fact, they're get, getting paid loads of money uh, to, to filter that out. And they just don't. And this is the difficult thing, isn't it, though? It's like you bench Bergvine, Bergvine, okay, cool, but what, what kind of mess is that sent to everything else? 
the Ajax can't spend their money wisely or or that the, they spend this much money on one player and they can't perform. It, it doesn't send good messages either. And then you don't bench him and then the manager hasn't got, you know, the balls to do it or, or they can't, you know, like the same thing with Tadic when I hear all the time that Tadic should be benched. Uh, yeah, okay, you can have your opinions, but it's like what happens then, your captain. Do you know what I mean? So it's 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 a massive difficult situation, but yeah, he he's just he should do so much better for a thirty million pound player. Yeah, I agree. Um, talking about the grass being mowed before me um, earlier uh, by Yadarenko, just quickly on the links um, of mm-hmm. Jeremiah and just being uh, a possible replacement to Julian Timber. Um, what do you guys think of this uh, name uh, dropping that happened? Uh, I think yesterday or the day before. Uh, Gary, let me go with you first. Yeah, I've done some reading that we all have. And I mean, on, on paper, it's a position that we're going to be looking for, right? Um, but the I read somewhere, tell me in the comments, or about 30% of the games he's been injured. So again, that doesn't sit right with me, you know? Um, and just the rumblings I'm getting from the other Ajax fans all over the internet that they just simply don't want him. And what was he going to, what's the rumored fee? 9 million euros as well, right? Is that roughly the figure um, I'm hearing? Well, if I'm not mistaken, Sporting bought him for 10. Yeah. And he's 26, and he has and a contract until 2026, I think. Still yeah, two they, years. Yeah, they got him, got him last year, and they want to get rid of him potentially already, right? So something there is maybe, a bit fishy maybe. as well, maybe. But yeah. I don't know enough about him from when he when he was at the, the final and then went over to Germany as well. Um, but you can see that's the position that we're we're lacking because they're they're, not, they're they're going to go with Hato I think this this season and we like like Yadi said about the um about Kaplan as well we, he's not done anything to bounce back he's not been fit enough so we don't really know what he's going to do other than pre-season right so for me I think there's more time in the transfer window to look at other targets you know especially around the premiership as well where teams have ever gone down you know, you look at teams like Southampton and Leeds. There could be some players there as well. They're not going to cost a fortune. I don't think we should rush. But, would they, but you guys are much more um, knowledgeable on the UK, right? On the on the Premier League Championship, these kind of things. Is it possible? Is it more like if Ajax comes for a Championship team and says we want a player, and that player is in a Championship team, would he go to Ajax? I think so. I mean, it's, yeah. it's got to be right for the. I mean, don't I don't think you'll find many English players going there personally. But if you get a few um, Europeans or South Americans, 100%. I still a big draw. We've just dropped down that level to get that big player. That's the difference, you know, because the money in the Prem and the money in Saudi Arabia at the moment, we've got to be realistic of who we're going to get, you know. And that's what I said about Bergwijn a minute ago, that you don't just leave the Premiership and come back to Ajax so soon. That's really what retirement players do, you know, in their late 20s or early 30s. But back to the, the St. Just, I, I just... I don't think we should rush. And I think hopefully it's just paper talk. And I think we should see how we go in pre-season, see what we've got in the youth, and then start scouting for the next few weeks. All right, clear. Look, um, look paper talk, of course. Um, if you look at this profile, right, take away injuries, all these kind of things, everything that Gary brought up, valid points. It's not a very strange name, basically, if you look at the profile compared to Timber, because he's also somebody that can play multiple positions. Basically, all the positions also Timber can cover, he can cover them as well. Yeah, or, yeah. You know, yeah. opinion about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've, so, um, I've obviously known of his name for a couple of years, but um, he's played a lot of his games I've watched has been in the Europa League. 
um, in, in Europe and like, he played against Arsenal recently as well. Um, but I, I can see the talent ID behind it, the, the kind of profile, uh, very, very quick. The only, the, obviously, the concern, like you said, if you take away the injuries, then the profile is, is fantastic. He, he can bring the ball out. Uh, of play wants to bring the ball up and play with the ball. He's also very good recovery pace, very very quick, uh, very quite tall I think as well. So he, he can win his headers. Um, I just feel like you know it's 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 a difficult thing to balance. Do you want to go for someone who's got a bit more uh, about them that can actually lead some young defenders? Because I don't know what his leadership skills are like, uh, and it's very specific, you know. So I I don't know enough about him to know if he likes to talk and if if he's a vice captain or if he likes to lead from the back. But you can definitely see the profile of the player behind him bringing the ball out of defence, just like Timber uh, does now. So um, the right kind of player they're looking at, I think. I just think maybe get maybe there's a few more. He's not the only ball playing defender in the world that we can get. So I'm hoping that there's someone around. If, if he's got leadership skills and fantastic, you know, then why not? If it's if it's cheap, if it's under if it's under 12 million euros, I think you can justify it. Um, but even then, that's really pushing the bat out because you know you want to get your best value for money. You know, and 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 if injuries are a big thing, if we talk about injuries, maybe paying 12 million euro for someone who can't really stay fit is like. So no go, isn't it? So, yeah, the best skill basically from every player is his availability. Availability, right? yeah, 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 absolutely. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, Yadrinko, you you touched upon early this stream. Like, if I see a certain direction, you know, of Ajax, I'll be happy. Would Jeremiah be somebody that fits that direction for you, or are you like, no, not him? Uh, for it would, it, it would it would fit a direction, uh, but okay. not not the one I'm opting for. Okay. Um, I, I, I think, yeah, he's fast, but he's bang on average in, in everything. There's nothing standing out uh, for him. Even his aerial abilities, look at the stats. It's not great. It's Good not. Point. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and, and then you have his uh, injury proneness and you have uh, the fact that he's going to cost a lot of money. So he has to deliver right from the start. I, I, I don't. It, I don't believe in it. I just don't believe in it. All right. Clear, guys. Clear. Thank you so much for this. Um, one more thing I wanted to touch upon before we end the stream. Um, and then, of course, I will go over the final comments as well after. Uh, guys, just quickly on the interview from Univar. We know he went to FC Twente uh, for a loan. Um, so last season it was Trapsonspor. Now it's FC Twente. A bit closer to home. Uh, familiar with the Eredivisie a little bit, you know. Um they had a quick interview with him, and the interview went about basically he's being asked when you made your debut uh, in the cup game against Spakenburg. It was 16 at the time, like he's the third youngest player to do so. Uh, he scored a goal as well. And uh, he asked him, like, did you expect to be here at this time, like years later, to be at Twente? And he said basically, like, you know, every player has different, you know, um, path basically, to mature and grow and become a full uh, player in the first team. And he said, like, that's the way I see it. Um, and then they went a bit further, and towards the end, it was more like, um, do you think uh, you were not ready for Ajax? That was a very interesting question. And his response was, look, two seasons ago, I, I delivered. I, I made the numbers, look at my stats. Um, that's all I want to say. Then, of course, he... It didn't, it didn't end there. They asked him a little bit more. And then he said, like, yeah, I think I didn't get really the chance, maybe the opportunities I deserved at the time. Um, 
so of course he was good at the interview i'm just picking something very small right now towards the end but i still want your opinion on do you agree with him that he could have should have had more chances at ajax at the time that he was like crushing it at the keukenkampioen divisie in the championship of uh, netherlands so two seasons ago because he played like almost all the games he had 16 goals he had 12 assists that season still keukenkampioen divisie but the only uh, times he got picked up to the first team were two games in the cup against amateur teams and he didn't even make 60 minutes in total so my question is um what is it is it more like that doesn't count he still has to grow in certain areas before he becomes eligible for the first team or are you guys like more like if you deliver those stats honestly you should get a bit more chances maybe it would have gone differently for him luke what do you think the thing is is, is why not give him the opportunity how is it how is a young player supposed to do anything in 60 minutes in two games you know, if if you're, it's like uh, in England, you got the Premier League and you got the Championship. Usually, the Premier League teams will loan their players to the Championship to get the experience with it, rather than playing in the reserves. Because obviously, in the Netherlands, uh, the young are playing in the second division, so they're getting that experience within like the nitty gritty, you know, combativeness of it. But in in the under twenty ones in England, in their reserve team, it's not the same as being in the Championship. But but if you're playing well in the Championship, you come back in pre-season ready for the opportunity because you've proven yourself in the championship and it all maybe you go on loan to a to a Premier League team. I don't understand how how you don't give him an opportunity more than just two cut games for, for less than 60 minutes. I don't understand. Uh especially, you know, considering the players that have left in the last couple of years, how, you know, it's it is obviously a big difference playing for Young and then playing for Ajax is huge. It's a huge difference. But you have to have that transition period. And I don't think he even got that. You got two games, like you said, you know, if he played, you know, the last 30 minutes or last 25 minutes of games at the end in the Eredivisie, that's where you can build the experience to an extent until he's ready to start some games. And I fully agree with him. Like, he, he should have got more chances. How are you supposed to bring to young players uh, if, you know, you're not allowing them that transition period from young, especially if you're getting 16 goals in the second league in the Netherlands, by the way, you know, and then, you know, coming into Ajax, you're not getting the opportunities. Like, where's the reward for it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's no incentive for a young player to look at that and think, oh, I really want to go to the Ajax first team now because I'm going to get loads of opportunities. It's not a good advertisement for, you know, not good good advert for a young player, you know? Look, there must be something that he still has to develop. And most of the fans are saying, look, it's it's not even his, you know, football. His football is fine. He's good. He's technical. You know, he has vision, clever, intelligent football player, etc. It's more the physical part. You know, um, being able to run up and down, uh, physicality, duels, these kind of things. What's your view on that, Gary, when people say that? I think with him, I think he was a victim of the... We had a good team, first team, when he was coming through. And Ten Hag was a very stubborn manager as well, don't forget. So remember how frustrated we used to get the late subs that he used to make. And, you know, and, and we had really good players in that particular team and... I think, yeah, I agree. He should be given a lot more games. Um, mentality or not, strength or not. For me, that he was just a victim of the end of that era of Ten Hag when we were going for the double. We had Gravenberg there. Taylor was coming through. We had really good players that, for me, were just better than him. But we just but didn't utilise him. Yeah, but Gary, isn't it strange, and sorry to cut you off, isn't it strange then that then Schroeder comes in 
they have a chance to continue with Unifor, but then it turns out he goes to Turkey. He's sent off to Turkey. Yeah. Listen, we don't know the kid. He might have a, we don't know. He might have a, for his age, he might have a very strong personality that maybe the coaches don't like, you know, where he's got a lot of opinion. He might have a bad attitude. We don't know. I don't know, personally. He doesn't. Um, but say again? He doesn't. Yeah. So for me, he should have been playing all the cup games, 100%. And when we're going to the, the lower teams in Holland and coming on for at least 45 minutes to 50 minutes in the second half, something there that wasn't right. But I think he's still a victim of when he broke through. We still had a really good team. We're doing well in Europe, doing well in the league, doing well in the cup. And I still thought Ten Hag was so much of a winner that he just wanted those trophies and focused on that squad. And he didn't bring a lot of youth in that those years before the end of before he left for Manchester United. That's my but opinion. that's the problem with it, isn't it? It's yeah. the problem with yeah. the whole thing that Yadarenko was talking about earlier was the direction. The direction changed. And then the the players stopped coming through. Okay, you have Taylor coming through and Broby yeah. came in. But then, because he was so focused on winning everything and trying to win and be competitive yeah. in the Champions League, unfortunately, you have to then buy these foreign players to add a different dynamic. So then, but then naturally, other players are going to lose out because of the players like that, that have been but brought in. Right? Look at last summer. Look so. how we look how we bought all those players in in a matter of weeks. We haven't done that for a long time, and the pressure to the new coach, the pressure of getting those players in that team quickly. I just think it was completely overshadowed and that's why he was shipped off to Turkey. And again, this new system, I just don't believe the coaches know where we're going right now with these youth players. And that's why he's been shipped off to Twente. I really believe that. I don't think he's a bad player. I just don't think they've got any plans for him right now. Look, at the end of the day, right? I'm seeing also in the comments, Twente alone is a good, it's, it's really yeah, a smart a good choice, team. smart move yeah, yeah. as well. So it's not like we're disappointed. Of course, we're disappointed he didn't show at Ajax, but this is also a good chance for him to develop further. Um, yeah, Renko, yeah, he should have gone. Sorry, he should have gone to loan in the Netherlands, not Turkey. In the last yeah, year. that's what he should have done. Yeah. Some people were concerned about that last season already. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, you're right, Gary. Um, Yadrenko, also for you, the whole Uvar. Um, how did you perceive? How, what were your thoughts on the interview that you saw from Uvar? And I also want to ask you at the same time. What do you think is his best position? Um, uh, to me, uh, uh, I'm not going to really uh, go in depth into the interview, but uh, uh, to, to his situation. Uh, uh, first of all, uh, he had some private uh, issues over the years. Uh, there were some things in his private life that, that affected his uh, uh, performance for, uh, for a while. Um, but to me, it's it's the world upside down because he was our own gem from from 15 uh, onwards. It was just waiting. When will he rock the Eredivisie? Uh, but he never really got a chance. Never. Um, and I, I think that's uh, baffling. E even now, you're loaning him to uh, Twente. Uh, what are you doing? It's either you want something with him uh, uh so give him a chance or you're ju you're just gonna cut the cords and say goodbye uh because he needs to develop and he needs uh, a, a a place where he can stay where he can develop where he has structure where he has uh, uh the things in place and going on alone going on alone going on alone trying at ajax going on alone that's not <laughs> He should have done pre-season with us and with, then made the decision. Yeah. Oh, and they're young players. 
So everything is new for them and they're, they're uh, 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 getting into adulthood, which is a big thing. Then you go abroad, uh, live by yourself or at, the, at, at a family or whatever. It's, it's all very, uh, uh, very much for such a long tenant. Uh, so you you have to give them that structure, and I, I never did, in my opinion. And I think that's that's just uh, just forgetting your uh, your own uh, uh, where you came from, yeah, where you came from, and where all your success uh, have been uh, uh, driven towards, uh, uh, of are, are originated from. Can I can I throw something uh, maybe strange to you guys? Because I was thinking about him, and there is a reason I asked you about this ideal position. Because we know he can play from the left side. We know he can play as a 10. But I was thinking, right, can we not transform him into a type of Schoener? No. Why not? Why not? Because, uh, how should I explain it? Uh, Look at at Frankie de Jong. Uh, Frankie de Jong, for me, is a typical six, where all his, of his uh, uh, amazing quality um, uh, uh, come at play. If he goes a little bit farther up, he uh, is in a, a slightly different phase of, of the gameplay. Yeah. Uh, that, that can change everything. And there you don't have the ability where you get pressed in the back and you can turn around. Uh, you're getting the ball and you're in front of the goal. So it's a, a different gameplay. And, and that's the same with uh, uh, Unovar. He showed his skills. I'm not comparing him to Messi, but uh, uh, with his skills, it's a bit like Messi because it's not pinpointed at one position. It's mostly on the left, but also uh, getting into the center, giving passes, shooting at goal. Uh, uh, so, so, it's not he's one too, he's too attacking minded for you. He's too attacking minded for you to be a player at the back. That's what you're saying. Yeah, his 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 skills that he developed from 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 a uh, small on uh, were just prone at that, and that's where he excels. So why would you uh, uh, spend a lot of money in a player to excel at a different position? I, I think it's baffling. You obviously you can find some gems in a different position, but that's mostly luck. I, I don't think you need to search for that because uh, uh, they're the best, best in that position uh, throughout their youth academy, wherever they played. Uh, so why would you try then something else? Especially But isn't that what Ajax always has done also in the youth, like mm-hmm. attackers becoming defenders after a while or going further deeper playing deeper and then we get players that are really good on the ball playing from the back because they used to be attackers they're very technical skillful etc so it's not a very like stretch what i'm seeing the only thing i'm i'm saying is would he be a match there but you don't agree which is fine i was just throwing it look what do you think are you are you with the other wrinkle on this yeah yeah i, I don't think he could be uh as i mean he's a bit more flamboyant player i feel like you know, he wants to be on the ball and create things from higher up where he hasn't got to be relied on defensively so much. I feel like Scherner was like a once in a in a in a blue moon type of thing. It worked out. And if it didn't work out, we wouldn't obviously wouldn't be having this conversation, but it did. Um and but I felt like Scherner had a bit more aggression on him, a bit more grit, uh, knew what he wanted to do for the team and, and knew that he had to go and, and sacrifice some of his of his individuality for it at times for the team. And I felt I feel like Unova is more of like a 
like a flair player, you know. But like I, I agree with Yadarenko when he said that you need to stabilize where you are. You look at Martin Odegaard, who went on loan after loan after loan, went to Real Madrid, tried, couldn't, 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 went to Arsenal, and now look at him at Arsenal. He's in a stable environment where they're they're building something, and he's a key part of that, and he looks like he's enjoying himself and at home, you know. So, um, but can't play, not sending mid for me. You know, what the strange thing is, to me, is a couple of years in the interview, Van der Sar said something like uh, the big differentiator uh, between uh, top and European top uh, and to become uh, good and top uh, is stability. Uh, but we haven't seen that within Ajax too much, in my opinion. If, if, you, if you state that uh, to become number one in Europe or at least at the top of Europe, uh, uh, that's your aim, and and you you say you need to give stability, and you don't do it. I think that's really strange. But it's hard, Jodorinko. That stability is taken away from us every summer. It's it, it, we cannot cope with that. I mean, last summer was crazy. No club can endure that. No club. Okay. Okay. Let, let me break this down. What what brought us to uh, all the success? The stability of falling back on youth and only marginally uh, a fill bit <clears throat> with uh, un until 1819 it wasn't filled in with quality players only Tadic and Blind really pulled the team up uh, uh, because it was a really good team but it missed some uh, something something smart something you need on the top level um so everything was prone from where Ajax always was successful. And what did they do? They bought, they bought, they bought, they bought, they bought, they bought, they bought. And the last season even was, uh, oh, we got a solution. Ten Hag is gone, Overmars is gone. Let's spend 100 millions on players. No, I agree. And this is the problem as well, is, is, is you talk about stability. Uh, and and but you look at okay so so for example two right backs you have wrenched and then you have you have Sanchez why does Sanchez need to be there what where where where's another right back from Young that's ready for when wrench for example makes that leave and he goes to a bigger club the stability where this player has played in the Eredivisie okay he's been a bench player but he's had his cup games he comes on for 30 minutes per game and he starts some games ready for, for that stability and knowing how the how Ajax want to play when the next one can then come in and, and learn and, and and that's when the stability comes from that I agree with Yadarenko is that you have players ready for for when the next one goes like for example the ready-made uh, replacement for Timber you know okay so so we've known that okay Timber's very young obviously but last year they had to keep him he wanted to leave okay so surely you'd be having the works the replacement in your head other than Hato, where Ertesen or, or someone like that is surely getting ready, you know, to, to be on the bench to give that experience. And that is where the stability for me comes from. Uh, and I agree, to, I agree with Yadirenko. So, you know, you should have ready-made uh, players, not, not to come straight away, but ready to make that step up to become a starter when players leave eventually, you know. So Voss, for example, Edison, Edson Alvarez is going. He was playing as a midfielder mm -hmm. before you signed to Hirovic. Voss should have been already getting more. I know he started getting it at the end, but should have been already in that process throughout the season of of getting it and and getting the cup games and and away from and away from Young ready made yeah. for when he comes the only through. Thing, you know? The only thing is, Hatika was also trying to get the max out of the team. They didn't yeah, have yeah. a chance to do that yeah. because yeah, he was, back. 
Yeah. It was it was just an example, but that's where the stability comes from for, for me, and I agree with Yadarenko. Yeah, but we're all, lads. We're also in a situation where it's now trendy to spend money, and we've never really done that. And I feel after last year's splash, there's this pressure from everyone that we have to buy, we have to buy, we have to buy, and we haven't got time to play the kids, play the kids. But you've got to find the balance that you've both been saying at the moment. The youth players that we've been spoilt with, really, the last what six, seven years. We haven't got that many, for me anyway. I think we've got two or three that, for me, can get into this team and we can give them a go. But from previous seasons, we had seven or eight. But again, at the moment, it does feel like it's trendy to spend money to be linked to this player, linked to that player. But you've just got to be a bit patient and just find the right balance. But this is where the opportunities come from. Spending money is not wrong. Uh, We all know the rumours about Arda Guler. which to me was a bang on good direction. Uh, yeah. uh, I was uh, overly excited uh, on that. Um, so it's, in my opinion, that's not wrong. But if you've spent twenty-four million on uh, on Bessie, yeah, then yeah. then Bessie really needs to show it right from the start. Otherwise. It's, it's a waste it's of money. Going to release all question marks. And it's proven it because a lot of the new players that we've we've got, we want to get rid of, right? So it's exactly it what what does Bassi show that Ederson couldn't show if he was all given opportunity? And this is the same thing that Uno, that we we're saying about Unova. was saying that he doesn't get the opportunity is because because you sign. I love Kushinshaw, right? I think he's really really good, and that's a, it, was, it was quite a smart sign at the time. But who said that Rasmussen couldn't come in and do a job like that? given the opportunity before he joined. I'm not saying they're the same type of player, but you never know. You might have got something out of Rasmussen that made you think we don't need to spend this money on Kostin Sale. We could spend invest it elsewhere. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, the, only thing, the only thing with, yeah, but you can say the same about Kostin but Rasmussen was a bit inconsistent. At times he was brilliant. At times he was, you, you didn't see him. He was like, I don't know. Sometimes magic, but mostly not. I'm sorry? Sometimes magic, but mostly not. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys, um, we have to, we're we're going over the over the one hour. We're like one hour twenty minutes almost. I'll go to the final comments quickly. Um, just one question. You guys briefly can answer this one. It's from Ziggy. Uh, he's asking, do you guys reckon uh, Unifar will be a starter at FC Twente? Which is a good point because we're thinking he will. But we thought the same thing last year when he went to Trapson. Uh, well, they were really good against us. Don't forget um, at the end of the season, and um, they were really good that day. Um, but I think he will. I think he will eventually, after a few games, if he gets on his feet and gets uh, a bit of confidence, I think he'll be starting by August, September. No problem. Luke? Uh, yeah, I agree with Gary. I think I think it will take a little while for him to bed in, get to know his teammates and things. But, you know, I, I, I don't see why not. You know, especially it's a loan. You know, it, it wouldn't hurt to to try, you know what I mean? So, and if it doesn't work out, he's on loan, at least he can offer something at the end of the game until he's ready to start games, you know? Yadrenko, for you as well, this question, and I have another question. You can take that one as well, but go ahead first with Unifar. You think yeah. he will be a starter? Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I think he can, but uh, it all depends on what the coach is doing over there. If he he uh, is going to use him in a different way, uh, he's, he's going to have trouble, basically. So oh, if he's going to put him on six, then uh... <laughs> you're laughing at me. Everybody's laughing at me. I'm just, I'm just hosting, bro. That's it. 
Um, question from Soren. Uh, how many years do you think Ajax need to return back to the level 2022 and before? So the Tenach era, I think, uh, he's referring to. Uh, what do you think, Yadrenko? Three to four years. Uh, Gary? Comes down to the right coach, giving him time, getting the right balance and confidence. Win the league first, get that confidence back. I would hope it will be this year, but I would say uh, two or three years. All right, Luke? Yeah, uh, you have to you have to sort out everything upstairs, don't you? And it's going to take time to get all the, the deadwood you want out, the players you want to get out, and then sort yourself out with making sure young players are ready, getting the players you want. Um, it needs a bit of time. I say, yeah, three years, three, four years. All right, so basically minimum two, maximum four, if everything goes well, right? So if yeah. we don't get the same... The same things that happened last year. Uh, but it, it largely depends if you're really, really, really going to go for a clean sweep. Uh, or, or not a clean sweep, but uh, 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 Clear uh, out. a blank sheet. That's it. Yeah, exactly. A rebuild and also a clear direction. Coming yep. back to the start of the uh, video. All right. Uh, last point, which is addressed to me. Steve is a little bit upset with me, I think. Um, Juan, the midfield puzzle. I've been uh, whining about this for three videos and still no mention. When are you going to address this? Steve, I'm sorry, man. I promise next week I will address it. Okay, so I know what you're referring to. I read it. Um, there are a lot of midfielders and you want basically us to tell or discuss what would be the ideal mix, what to do with Berghuis, what to do with Klaassen. Uh, maybe Salhadin can play as a six. We didn't even touch upon that first. It's a good point. I promise we will address it next week, if that's okay with you. Can, can, I address can, can I address it in one sentence? Of course. Begin with keeping kudos and uh, uh, starting Foss. Yeah, but Yadrinko, keeping kudos is not an option. He wants to leave. And you know what they say, Dutch. You don't want to shoot yourself. How did that happen? You know what they say, How did that happen? How did that happen? I don't know. We don't know. Ah, uh, Steve, I made Steve, Steve is happy today. Look, he's happy now. All right. So, um, thanks, guys. Thank you so much. Um, Gary, uh, was it okay first time? Yeah, I loved it. It's great. Awesome. Long time thank coming, you. man. Long time coming. But thanks yeah, for having me absolutely. and bringing me awesome. in. I appreciate it. Okay, so you guys will be seeing Gary more often, Yadrenko more often, and Luke, of course, more often. Uh, guys, thank you so much. Everybody that joined the stream, thank you so much for your inputs and your comments and your questions. We'll be back next week again uh, discussing the midfield puzzle, of course, Steve. And also we will discuss um, the, the boss, maybe the friendly, if something was uh, interesting to talk about. And maybe we have some more transfer news as well. For now, have a nice evening, guys, and enjoy. Bye. See you. Yeah, bye.